In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of the month of Hattur, and the first two Sundays, the first and second Sunday of the month, are both the readings of the parable of the sower. And so I wanted to speak a little bit about the parable of the sower, and specifically the good ground um, that we read about um, in Luke chapter 8, that says, But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. So there's three different conditions here to, the, to bear the fruit according to the Lord in this parable. Um, he's saying those who have um, heard the word with a noble heart, um, those who keep the word, and those who bear fruit with patience. So the fact that we have patience. So I want to speak a little bit about these three, uh, uh, both this Sunday and next um, Sunday. Um, so here, here, these are the three conditions. To hear the word of God with a noble heart, to keep the word, um, and to be patient. So how do we hear the word with a noble heart? The first way to hear the word with a noble heart is because we have an eagerness to listen. John Maxwell says, as long as a person doesn't know what he doesn't know, he is not going to grow. Meaning, if we go through our life assuming and thinking that we already have the answers to all the questions, we already have experienced everything there is to experience, we know the answers to everything, um, we feel like we are wise in our own eyes, then such a person is not going to grow because they are not willing to um, consider themselves lacking in something. The person who grows is the one who is willing to listen to the guidance and the advice of others or the one who is willing to learn from the experiences that they have in life. But if they think that they know everything, then they are not going to be able to grow. We have to ask ourselves if we have this eagerness to listen. Do I care about the truth? Do I care to know what is it that God is calling me to do? Do I care to listen to the Holy Spirit convicting me of sin? Do I care to take any action based on what it is that I hear? Or is it that I feel kind of complacent in my life and I'm just going through my life day by day, focusing on my bodily needs, the things that I need, my family, my desires, and so on, but I'm not willing to listen to the word of God? Um, do we feel like we already know everything that we need in order to, to live or not? Do we make time to read or to hear the word of God or to listen to sermons or to attend Bible studies? Do we make any time to fill our minds with new knowledge and new information? Or again, are we just kind of content with whatever it is we've already attained and we do not seek to know more? And this can be difficult because each of us has uh, a busy schedule and we have a lot of responsibilities that we have to take care of on a daily basis. But the person who is eager to listen values the word of God so much that they, are, that they want to make it a part of their day, even in the midst of all of the different uh, responsibilities and the distractions and the busyness and the work and so on, because we care to hear the word of God. And this is what he says is the person who is um, of the good ground is those having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. So the first kind of uh, requirement of someone to be this good and fertile ground is to is to uh, to hear, to hear the word of God. And this parable, the seed is the word, right? So as the as the sower is sowing the seeds, which is the word of God on each of the four different grounds, each of the ground responds differently to the word. What makes the good ground good? Well, one of the reasons is that it receives the seed. It wants the seed. It wants that we would learn and know the word of God. So the first um, requirement of hearing the word of God with a noble heart is that we have an eagerness to listen. The second is that we have a simplicity in accepting God's words. Having simplicity in receiving the word. Not just hearing it. Sometimes people hear the word of God with the, with the mind to criticize. 
they, they, they just try to pick out and find anything that they can find lacking in it or to, to, to be critical of it so as to avoid um, having any kind of burden on them of actually having to follow it. They consider it to be impractical. They consider it to be maybe uh, advice from a bygone era thousands of years ago that doesn't really apply today. Many people do not want to receive the word of God even after hearing it because they consider it to be not for them. In 2 Corinthians 1 verse 12, it says, For our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God. In such a simple person, they hear the word of God and accept it simply with faith. Um, the word of God is meant to, to be read in faith, meaning if we read it and, and become critical of it and just try to attack it or, or poke holes in it, then we will not benefit from it. But if we accept it, even the things maybe that are difficult for me to understand, the things that don't seem to make sense to me in the morning, moment, if I, if I accept it and say, I trust that this is the word of God and so I will work with it. I will begin to apply it even if I don't understand how it's going to affect me. Because again, the Lord likens us to children and likens us to sheep. Um, just as with our children, we tell them many things that maybe they do not understand, but we tell them it is for their good. It is something that will benefit them. And if they do contrary to what we're saying, they're going to harm themselves. And we call our children to obey us even when they don't understand because as parents, we know better than them. And we do everything out of good for our children and we expect them to listen. So the same is true also with God. We shouldn't think that because we have become adults and we because we have more knowledge that we have, um, we are able to have an argument with God and tell him um, what is it that we think should be done contrary to what he has decided, contrary to what he says. So it is not just someone who hears the word of God, but who accepts it with simplicity, without bias, without prejudice, without rebellion. Someone who simply takes it upon themselves and says, since God has called me, to this, since God is, is saying that such a thing is good, then I will pursue it and I will stay away from the things that he has said um, are not for me. I accept them because they are coming from him. I don't accept them because I understand. I accept them because they are coming from him. So simplicity in accepting God's words is the second criteria um, to be the good ground. The third is um, humility and subjection to his commandments. In 1 Samuel 15, 22, Samuel speaks and says, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. Um, this was said in response to Saul the king offering a sacrifice before he went to war, contrary to God's commandment, because as a king he was not allowed to offer sacrifice. And um, he was waiting for Samuel the prophet to come, but because Samuel was delayed and he wanted to go to the war, he decided to offer the sacrifice himself and in contrary to what God had commanded him to do. So when Samuel came, he was upset with what Saul did. And he said to him, obedience is better than sacrifice. You think that you are doing something good because you're offering a sacrifice so that you will get God's blessing, but actually you are, you are disobeying God's commandment even as you think that you are gaining his favor. And so one thing we learn from this is a kind of humility that even when our minds tell us, contrary to God's word, that we are willing to subject ourselves and submit ourselves to the word of God and ask ourselves, am I willing to change to accommodate what I, what I learn? Sometimes it's easy for us as Christians to learn a lot of new information and just keep it in our heads, keep it in our, in our minds and say, that's interesting facts 
that I've learned, but it is much more difficult for me to take what it is that I've learned and to change my life as a result of it. Just to look at my life and say, this area of my life is, is in contradiction to God's word. I'm not living the way that God wants me to live, so I will begin to take steps to change. This is not easy for us to do, but actually this is what it means to hear the word of God. Hearing the word of God is not simply to hear it with my, with my ears. It's not simply to, to memorize it and to know it, but it is to live it out in my, in my daily life. And again, this is what the Lord is saying about the good ground. The good ground hears the word of God. It becomes implanted in him or her, and then it begins to grow and bear fruit because, because the person accepts the word and begins to change their life as a result. The second point that he mentioned was to keep the word. Keeping the word means that we first understand the word. Right? We first understand the word. In Mark 4.34, it says, But without a parable, he did not speak to them. And when they were alone, he explained all things to his disciples. You know, even the, the disciples had a difficult time sometimes, like hearing what the Lord was saying to them and understanding it. It was something difficult. Um, the Lord speak, spoke in, in maybe cryptic ways or in difficult ways that they hadn't heard before, and they didn't know exactly what the Lord was saying. Um, but we should seek an explanation. You know, sometimes we read the word of God or we listen to a sermon and we hear things or we read things and we don't understand what they mean and we just kind of keep reading, keep reading, keep reading um, in order for us to finish the quota of what we are trying to read for the day. Um, but if there is something that we shouldn't, that we don't understand, we should actually like try to understand it. We can't keep the word of God unless we understand what it, what it is telling us to do. And actually some of the most beautiful imagery and analogies and lessons that we learn in the scripture are related to how the Old Testament relates to the New Testament. When you, when you read the Old Testament, maybe without understanding, um, it sounds like God is giving people a lot of commands and, 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 and strange rules that he's telling them to live by, um, the sacrifices and, and how he, they should prepare the sacrifice and what they should do and so on. Um, that we don't really have any context as to like, what is the relevance of this? Why, why am I even reading this? But when you begin to understand how that these sacrifices or that these things were prophecies of what was to come or to be fulfilled in the Messiah, it brings it to life in a new way that maybe we hadn't considered or thought of before. And I begin to understand. And I begin to understand that the message of salvation is something that existed from the very beginning. Actually, from the Garden of Eden, immediately after the fall, the plan of salvation began to kind of be set into motion. And we begin to see everything that happens after that is in preparation for the coming of the Messiah and for the crucifixion and the resurrection. Um, so it's very important for us as we are reading that we understand and we seek an explanation for the things that we do not understand. The second is um, self-examination. If I am to keep the word, I have to first look at myself and see what is deficient. Right? Sometimes we try to avoid sitting with ourselves because we, we, we feel like we don't like what we're going to find and we don't want to feel convicted and we feel guilty or feel shame about anything that we find. Um, in Psalm 139, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This can be very uncomfortable. You know, if you, we, we were talking um, before about the story of um, King David and Bathsheba, and it was only when King David was confronted with his sin that then he realized that all that he had done was wrong. It was only after a period of examination, right, 
when when sometimes we we go through our day so quickly and we don't give much thought to the things that we are doing or thinking or feeling um, and we go through day after day after day this way without really considering who am I you know who am I um, but for a person who really sits and examines themselves especially examining themselves before time for confession so that when they go to confession they they know who they are and they are coming and confessing truly their sins not just the superficial sins that maybe um, are very clear and obvious that they um, that they see and themselves what they know about but the deeper things the things that are hidden inside of the heart the things that are in the thoughts the things that are maybe have a grip on our soul the addictions the things that really cause us the greatest suffering in our life are things that maybe we try not to focus on we, we want to avoid them or maybe sometimes we have been in such bondage to sin for so long that it has just become part of our life and we don't even imagine or believe that there is any way to be free from it and it is just a burden that I carry with me all the time and I feel like I will never have the willpower to change but actually through self-examination and beginning to understand myself and then the grace of God can work in me and I can begin to keep his word and to change so the second um, way to keep the word of God is to examine ourselves the third is the word of God cleanses the heart in John 15 it says you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you the word of God is not just uh, a book it is it is the, the the words that God himself speaks to us and there is something about it that is very personal that when we read it and we are in need we read it with an open heart and we will find that the Lord speaks directly to us and it and there is a spiritual work that happens as we read the Word of God there is a transformation there is a change there is the imparting of hope there is the feeling that God is present with me that God is communicating and speaking to me and this cleanses me it makes me to feel like God is close to me he is not far away and it gives me hope that the Lord is speaking you know sometimes we um, we, we always complain it's like I don't hear the Word of God or I don't hear God speaking to me or God answering my prayer a lot of times the reason is because we are speaking a lot to him but we are not taking the time to listen to listen to him you know Pope Shuda would always talk about how when we pray we should go in prayer and just keep praying until we hear something hear something from God like get an answer we tell him I'm not leaving until you answer me I'm not leaving until you bless me just like Jacob did when he was wrestling with God he said I will not leave you until you bless me the idea here is that if we believe and have faith that God truly is going to answer us then when we pray to him we wait for his answer and whether that answer comes in the moment of prayer or that answer comes through reading of the Word of God or the answer comes through something that someone else says but we believe that the Lord speaks and when the Lord speaks it transforms us it changes us um, it helps us um, the fourth point about keeping the Word of God is that the Word of God governs the soul it governs the soul in Nehemiah 8:10, it says do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength meaning obeying the Word of God becomes a delight maybe there is a time in our life where we read the Word of God begrudgingly or we don't really want to read it we feel um, kind of we do do things kind of almost against our will or we do it because we want to do it or we have to do it but there is a point in our life where maybe we see that the, the value of the Word of God that it is beautiful that it is something that is truly life-giving that in the midst of the darkness of the world there is nothing else good that that sustains us or supports us other than the words of God himself and our heart is united in the fear of God our hearts become 
one with God, desiring to follow his commandments. Again, not against our will, but truly because we desire it. And, and again, as what Nehemiah says here, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I begin to enjoy being with God, that despite the suffering I might be experiencing in my life, truly I feel that God is present with me and that I desire his word and his word gives me joy. So today we spoke about two main points about the good ground. The first was to hear the word of God with a noble heart. And to do that, we said we have to be eager to listen. We have to have simplicity in accepting God's words. And we have to have humility in subjecting ourselves to his commandments. This is so that we can hear the word and listen to it. Um, the second was to keep the word of God, which means that in order for me to apply it, in order for me to live it, I have to first understand it. And then I have to understand myself. I have to examine myself, understand myself. And the word of God cleans, cleanses the heart and it also governs the soul. God willing, next week we're going to continue again. The reading will be about the parable of the sower again. And we will speak about the third point that was mentioned by the Lord about the good ground. And is that, is that they bear fruit with patience. Meaning that in order for us to, to, to really bear fruit, we have to do these things persistently with perseverance to the end and not just do them briefly or for a short period of time. So may God grant us to be the good ground and to bear fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold. And glory be to God forever. Amen.